Welcome to the Healthy Body Podcast. My name is Brianna Wilkerson and I am your host. I'm a holistic health and life coach, essential oils advocate, and a CrossFit level one trainer. But most of all, I am a woman on a mission to get a healthy body that I love and I'm proud of and help women do the same. Because ladies, guess what? For far too long have we fallen victim to this dieting cycle that promises us short-term gain with no long-term results. But I'm here to say that if you are on it also would love to overcome yo-yo dieting, honor your body and get a healthy body you love and you're proud of, I'm here to do it with you. Through establishing simple habits in your nutrition and nourishment, your exercise through movement, your stress management through relaxing, sleep through resting, uh, digestion through processing, toxic load through cleansing, and rewriting your mindset and beliefs through appropriate mindset and habits, we can journey together to help you move from a place of shame to a place of honor with your body and get a healthy body you love and you're proud of. So through this podcast, through my Healthy Body Resource Library, my challenge, my private community, and my coaching courses and programs, I help women do that. I help women really come to a place where they love and honor their body in a healthy, sustainable way. So I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you landed on this podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And be sure to let me know what you think because this podcast is all about you. All right, so before we get on to the next podcast uh, episode, listen to today's sponsor. This episode of the Healthy Body Podcast is sponsored by my six-week Whole30 Made Easy program. The Whole30 is a program to help you reset your body through eating more whole foods and nutrition. But we also focus on the seven areas of a healthy body. So if you're interested in a six-week intensive reset where I guide you through that process, be sure to check out the Whole30 program, which I will be running live in the month of September 2019. There's a group option and there's a one-on-one option. So go to madewell345.com slash whole 30 made easy and join the waitlist. All right, now it is time for today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Body Podcast. I'm so excited today to have our guest, Steph Godro with us, who I've just been following online for many years since I started my own blog and started my own paleo journey. And so I'm really just honored and excited that she's joined us today. And we're going to talk a little bit about her new book, The Core Four, um, and just the work that she does. So thank you so much for joining us, Steph. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is a pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure is mine. So I would love for you to just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do, and then we can kind of get into your story. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for that. I, I'll try to keep it succinct and then we can, we can dig in. So my, my job now is I'm a nutritional therapy consultant. I am a strength coach, a podcaster, an author. I wear a lot of different hats in my business, but I have a previous life as a high school science teacher. So I did that for 12 years. So that's kind of what I do professionally. My mission is to really help women in their bodies and own their power. Just, you know, in a nutshell, is kind of the why behind the what. So Mm -hmm. that really drives me every day to get out there in my community and in my online spaces and really help move women forward. And that does take on a a combination of those different what's. So talking about nutrition, talking about strength training and fitness, talking about the mindset piece, which Mm -hmm. I'm not a you know, I'm not a professional counselor right. or anything like that, but every single person I've ever worked with has some, some things that they want to work on with their, their outlook, their perspective, their mindset, the things that 
uh, that they're dealing with. So I do a mixture of those different things and every day looks very different. And I've been self-employed now for six years and counting. Yeah, which is <laughs> always a bit of a, a roller coaster at times, but it's, it's also really great. So yeah, that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. And I, I, I try not to, I'm like trying not to give the full story. Yeah. You can dive in from there. Cause if I'm left to my own devices, sometimes I'll just talk for like 20 minutes. <laughs> no, that's fine. You could keep doing that. I love it. Uh, so, but then, yeah. So tell us then, how did you, what, you know, how did you get into this health and wellness field? Obviously you mm-hmm. had some sort of a love for science and the body and biology and all that, you know, you taught that stuff, but what led you to make that big leap, leap of being self-employed and doing what you do this last mm, year? Yeah. My love for science goes back to when I was a kid mm-hmm. and my grandfather, who was really an important father figure in my life and somebody just, I really looked up to. And I, you know, I think he was a real person, but I idealized him cause I was so young and he passed away when I was eight, mm-hmm. but he really left an impression on me with how he was just always showing my sister and I cool things out in nature and in the world. And that really lit a, a fire for me. That was kind of a spark of inspiration. And when I was in high school and then later on college, I studied biology and was just really fascinated by science and the human body. And I, I was I was the teenager who would be watching on the Discovery show and they used to have the operation show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they still do. But that was like a new thing. And I used to sit there and watch like the operation and just really at first had aspirations to become a doctor. And then I changed my mind. And then I was studying physical therapy and I changed my mind and I ended up kind of uh, focusing on human physiology. Mm-hmm. That was always part of my interests. And then I became a teacher at a very young age. I was 21 when I started teaching high school kids and did that for 12 years. About 10, nine or 10 years in, I kind of started on my own health journey. And that was roughly in 2009, I learned about paleo from mm-hmm. friends of mine. I was racing bikes at the time putting a lot of time and effort into that. And they were talking about it. And I just thought that sounds so weird. Um, I was always kind of, you know, along the way, and I I skipped over a big part of that. But along the way, I mean, I've always been interested in sports. I have always been a competitor in athletics. And I've, you know, for many, many, many years was really just on this quest to lose weight, shrink my body, get smaller, you know, hated my thighs and my legs and thought, why don't, why don't I look like all the other people I see racing bikes are, you know, thinner and they're faster. And it just was, and that that really goes back to me. It goes back to, to childhood in, in comparing my body and why didn't I look like other kids and the messages that we get from media and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's really, it was not any one single thing that happened, but this kind of a culmination of being always uncomfortable and self-conscious in my body, then doing a sport where the lighter and thinner you are, the better, mm-hmm. really, because you can ride faster and win. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and um, and yet I wasn't feeling great in my body either. And always, you know, trying to eat less, um, going on weight loss diets, obsessing over how I looked, spending a lot 
of mental energy and emotional mm-hmm. energy, worrying about why my body wasn't the way I wanted it to be. And so again, 2009, kind of going back to the, the beginning of this story, I was introduced to this concept of eating kind of, you know, paleo, real whole mm-hmm. foods, you know, not necessarily micromanaging your food intake. And as somebody who was always kind of afraid of food and eating much fat and eating too many calories and really trying to control all that stuff, that was kind of revolutionary for me, was to think about letting go of some of those previous ways of addressing food. Mm-hmm. And so January 10th, 2010, I had it like on the calendar, got through the holidays and said, okay, I'm going to do this. And it really was, even though I was initially doing you know, paleo in quite a strict way, it was a transition point for me to get from something that was very restrictive in terms of, you know, not eating fat mm-hmm. or really micromanaging um, portion sizes and things of that nature to being a bit more free with that stuff. And it didn't take very long for me to realize that even though paleo diet in capital letters gives people kind of a very clear set of things to eat and not eat, but mm-hmm. it didn't take long for me to figure out that that wasn't going to be super, like I needed to find my own way. Um, mm-hmm. So I started writing recipes. I've always been interested in cooking. I had a personal blog at the time. I was right. I had a blog where I would write about mountain biking and take mm-hmm. photos and I, uh, you know, we'd get together with people on the weekends and I would cook things and people would say, what's that recipe? And I essentially started putting recipes on my mountain biking blog and somebody said, you know, you should start a food blog. And that is really what started me doing that for fun. Mm-hmm. Didn't know a thing about running a website, just had yeah. at that time a kind of an online recipe box, if you will. Mm-hmm. So fast forward my, you know, teaching uh, career, I was about 10 years in, I at that point had started, since 2010, had started doing CrossFit, um, was, you know, about six months into eating paleo. And I wanted to um, continue to do that stuff in my free time. And I did, I was blogging on the weekend and I just really loved being able to share what I was doing with people. In 2011, I was again, you know, a little bit more into CrossFit at the time. I had stopped racing mountain bikes and was really focusing on how my body felt with, for the first time in a very long time, like not micromanaging how my body looked or what my weight was. It was like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And that was huge for me. That was very freeing. Um, I did a kind of a mastermind for competitors with uh, a gal named Dawn Fletcher, who's local to here. Um, if folks are familiar with the CrossFit world, her, mm-hmm. she, her uh, business house is called Mentality Wad. So mm-hmm. Dawn um, had this group for people who wanted to be wanted to learn how to be a a better competitor in terms of mindset. And I did this group. And one of the things that came out of it was I realized I really wasn't happy with my job, which was a very, Mm. very unexpected outcome of doing this, you know, kind of unrelated mindset thing. And that really set me on this path to say, do I want to be in the classroom? Is there something different for me out there? 
what is that thing? <laughs> Once mm-hmm. you realize you're, you're not super happy doing what you're doing. And by the way, in, in between that time, I had like changed schools. I thought, okay, I'm really not feeling super happy here. So I changed schools that didn't help. Um, I, you know, I tried to take steps to, to correct the situation and feel like I was really in the place I was meant to be. And it did, it didn't mm-hmm. get better. So mm-hmm. I just thought, well, all right, now I'm really stuck. Cause I know I really feel that I, in my heart, I'm not meant to be here, but I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you've only ever had one career, the idea of changing to something completely different is really scary. And then you're yeah. like, what are my, what are my skills? Like, what do I, what can I really do in the world? And so it took about a year and a half of soul searching and pr- preparation and, and things like that to where my blog was growing and I finally was able to step away. Luckily my school gave me a year leave of absence. Mm -hmm. I asked for one and said, I'd love to go do this for a year. We're always telling our students to follow your dreams. And I just feel like I need to do this. And they, they did, they gave me a year to, to go off and do whatever I wanted. Um, You know, of course you don't get payer benefits, but they said, you can come back at the end Mm -hmm. of the year and, and have your job back if you want. And, and I did that and I, left for a year and took the blog and made it into, you know, a fledgling business. And that's how it got started. So um, it was the culmination of a very long series of events and sort of the right circumstances coming together. I knew nothing about business. I mean, like I said, I've been trained in biology and education. Mm -hmm. I had a master's degree in education and a Mm -hmm. bachelor's in biology. Like, I don't know a thing about business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was, uh, that was a big leap and yeah. I continue to learn. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things about being an entrepreneur is that you are essentially committing to being a lifelong learner in mm-hmm. this way and developing certain skills like being flexible and being able to pivot when things are changing and mm-hmm. So that was that was a very long answer, but that's kind of how I, I uh, how I got to search transition running my own business online, and it's been a continual process of learning and tweaking things, and even shifting in my own messaging and my brand and mm-hmm. what I want to do. So yeah, it's been six yeah. years, six years wow. of of interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so great. And I love that it was a process for you and it just kind of started with a passion. Mm-hmm. You know, you just were passionate about sharing what you've learned and helping others. Like maybe these recipes, maybe these things could help other women too, you know, just maybe. Uh, and you know, I, I really resonate with here with what you do and your message a lot too. Cause I think even for me in regards to like my body just always being heavier, but heavier set in the sense, like I'm not skinny and I'm not tiny and went through a war with my body where I try to get it there. And it was very clear for my body frame that this wasn't right. But then because you, you never, I would never restored my relationship with food. I went to the opposite end and I was just overeating and emotional eating. And so just having to come to the point where I was free, even similar to you when I tried paleo, I was like, what is this? Like, what, you know, why, why is it I could eat real whole foods and not feel deprived and not have to worry about like counting calories and all this stuff. And I just started to enjoy the process that I realized, wow, taking care of myself, taking care of my body could be very freeing and honoring versus, you know, depriving and shame ridden, you know? So 
similar to you, like when I first started my blog too, it was, it was a mess, a hot mess. It was, I had no idea what I was doing, but it's like you learn. And I love that you said, you said that you learn as you go along. So Mm -hmm. that's really great. Well, tell us a little bit about what, what does it look like now? I know you went through a rebrand. I don't know if it was this year or last year, Mm -hmm. um, just getting kind of clear on your message and what you do. Tell us a little bit about the work you do with women now. Yeah. So I rebranded last year Mm -hmm. and left the brand stupid, easy paleo behind. Mm -hmm. And I think it was really the culmination of two years of feeling Mm -hmm. like, again, I was sort of had outgrown that term. And I don't, I don't say that in like a, well, I'm so much more evolved than the rest of you. If you still Mm -hmm. eat that way kind of way, it was more just feeling like there was a broader message that I wanted to help women with. And also, and part of the process, um, last year I also, um, started two years ago and last year really started thinking about and learning about how, yes, eating real whole food, whole foods is awesome. And, um, being able to go to the gym a few times a week is awesome, but also that health and, and well-being exists. Well, first of all, it's multifaceted. Right. Yeah. It's not just what we eat. It's not just how we exercise. I mean, there's so many things that go into it, as you know, mm-hmm. and that those things are not always equally accessible mm-hmm. for certain people mm-hmm. and how what we talk about in terms of health and wellness is you know we love to talk about things in the very discreet this is what you do you just do these things right work uh, you just follow this way of eating you know this is the answer and and that kind of is out there in the world like I get it people are tired and they are challenged with busy lives and stressful lives. And they're just like, tell me what to do. But at the same time, these things exist on a continuum. Um, you know, I talk a lot about leaving, leaving behind the pressure of the scale, um, getting out the scale. I talk a lot about gaining health instead of losing weight as a focus mm-hmm. and a focal point where, where do we put all of our energy? What is the, what is the lens through which we approach these lifestyle changes? Mm -hmm. But also recognizing that for some people, weight loss may be a part of them feeling better and, Mm -hmm. and um, perhaps experiencing better health. However, it's not always guaranteed. And I think that this is the, the like icky, sticky, gray area, highly nuanced conversation that I could not have as, as a paleo quote unquote brand. And so (laughs) I, my favorite answer to, to health questions is often like, well, it depends. And, and also recognizing that when it comes to health and wellness, we can't, we can't definitively know someone's health just by looking at their weight. Um, can weight play a part in that? Sure. If somebody has been yo-yo dieting and on and off the scale for years and years and years, and this is just not serving them, which is a large number of women, what else is there for them? Mm-hmm. How else can we look at this stuff? And can we acknowledge that oftentimes our pursuit of health, wellness, et cetera, comes from a place of privilege? And 
I don't have all the answers to solve all that stuff, but I think it's highly important to start having those conversations. And it's, it's difficult. And I just wrote this in a newsletter that I sent out this morning, which was essentially, it would be really easy if I just said, okay, like, here's my easy formula for weight loss from a business perspective, or here's the, you know, the best way to get like, to grow your biggest booty with these exact exercises. And there's, if that's what people do and they feel good about that at the end of the day, that's great. That's I for them. It's not what brings me not only joy, but it's not what resonates with me as my, my mission as the, where the converse, where I want to take that conversation and where that nuance is. And, you know, same thing goes, and you kind of mentioned this with the pendulum, you know, kind of swung in the opposite direction. Um, I'm in the process of becoming a certified intuitive eating counselor. Mm, So good. And, and again, I mean, does, does everyone need intuitive eating as a framework? Probably not. Are many people experiencing a really tricky relationship with food because of life, a lifetime of food rules and restrictions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we blend that together so that someone can learn to have a better relationship with food and start learning how to actually pay attention to how the cells are and, and then I to nutrition. And I hear a lot of like, you know, it has to only be intuitive eating or it has to only be hard nutrition and science. And I, I don't, I don't think it's that clear cut for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, these questions, these conversations are not, they're not easy. They're mm. not easy to have, especially in our world where on social media or whatever, it's all like quick little mm-hmm. sound bites and memes and like, you know, you know we just want to be entertained. And, right. And so that's part of what I, I, I'm trying to do is have that conversation with women about how can we use a framework, not a strict set of rules, but a framework for understanding how to nourish our bodies with food, how to move our bodies with intentionality, how to recharge our energy and how to empower our own minds so that we can embrace our bodies and own our power. And that's going to look different for everybody. But again, what is a framework that people can use to get started? Because I'm sure you see this too. There's a lot of singular focus on nutrition, for example. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's only all nutrition and that's going to make, that's the only thing that needs to be considered. And obviously it's not. Can it be a really tangible starting point for people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also not everybody realistically can afford like all organic or Mm -hmm. all this or all that. And, and I hear sometimes the conversation of like, well, it has to be that way. And I just think we are closing the door on people Mm -hmm. and that's, um, that's not helpful. Number one. Um, and then also what, you know, how can we have a conversation about what it's like to respect for and care for your body because it is, the home in which you live. Mm-hmm. And when you feel like rubbish, you feel like rubbish and yeah. you can't, it's so hard to then do other things in your life when you don't feel great. And that significantly does impact people, but also the, um, you know, the constant hating on ourselves because we're trying to live up to an impossible standard Or the flip side of that, which is, you know, um, we have to like unconditionally love every single part of ourselves all the time 
and that's, you know, we, we will have arrived when mm-hmm. we get there. Mm-hmm. If you're deep in that self-hatred, and I completely get it because I was there for many years, the idea of trying to love yourself and every single part of yourself and what does that mean can feel just so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So can we, yes, respect our bodies? Can we come to a neutral ground perhaps as a, a next step? Can we realize that the pursuit of trying to have perfection in all these areas is not helping us and have those conversations. And and so that's really what I'm interested in doing now mm-hmm. with, with women. And that was one of the reasons, uh, a major reason why I rebranded mm-hmm. um, was to allow the space for those conversations to happen, to talk about those topics. And I don't think I could have done that with, um, you know, a nice, neat name, quote, you know, like I'm using yeah. air quotes here, but like paleo, where um, I'm sure that if you are, uh, you know, you had a vegan website, for example, and you started to realize that for some people, eating animal protein works for them. Like, how do you start to have that conversation when your brand is a certain thing? Mm-hmm. It's kind of hitched to this particular wagon. So it was, it was necessary to, I think, be able to begin broadening that conversation. And I'm the first to admit, I don't have all the answers. Like I'm still considering what is the impact of having that website for so long and how am I looking at my own areas where I need to continue growing Mm -hmm. so that I can help people have that conversation as well. So yeah. Oh, always a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think it's, I just love that you ended with that too, because I think when people look at certain health and wellness professionals or they're so inspired, you know, like we're inspired by these people, but yet we, we feel like they've arrived too, mm. but really it's like, we're all on this journey and we're all still learning. And I love that. I'm still learning. I never want to arrive. I want to read a new book. I want to learn a new thing to become better myself, but also help the women that you know, I serve and just, I just, yeah, I just love that you, you talk about even with business and even in your own health, it's always evolving. It's mm-hmm. always a journey. And mm-hmm. So that's comforting to all of us, you know, listening, <laughs> you know, CrossFit athlete, you know, yeah. is, is, is learning too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your body will continue to change. Exactly. Even as you get older, I mean, uh, you make certain choices to, be, to become a parent or, whatever it is, like you will continue to change. So even if you're doing a particular mixture of things right now that works for you, maybe it won't work in five, 10, 20 years. Who knows? Like it, it, the whole point is to, um, I think from what I, my perspective is, I mean, obviously if you have health problems, like you definitely need to deal with that stuff and running away from it is not a way to deal. But can we find a sort of a baseline of consistency with some of these things in our lives so that we can fully experience? I mean, I may have a period of time where you have extra you know, brain power and focus. You're putting on food or you're putting on movement and you're like just trying to find what's working and trying to get a routine and build habit. But at some point, hopefully that stuff shouldn't occupy a majority of your, you know, your active thinking time. And in other words, you know, health, I think has become a pursuit. Like 
like a hobby. Yeah. A necessity for some people, especially like I said, if you're dealing with a, a chronic illness, a disease of some sort, yeah, yes, please. Like let's deal with that stuff in the appropriate ways so that we can feel better and we're not sick. But I think I've seen health become this like recreational hobby of uh, like we have to always be trying to dial it in, trying to dial it in, trying to dial it in instead of it being something that adds to our life Mm -hmm. so that we can go and enjoy other things. We can be, uh, we can make a difference with other people. We can have community. We can find something that's purposeful and meaningful for us. We don't have to be devoting all of that active brain space to that thing forever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. It's definitely something that um, I have found if whenever I think I arrive, I'm in trouble or whenever I think <laughs> that, you know, and similar. Yeah. It's like, I want to become a mom eventually or pretty soon. It's like, Oh man, I'm going to have to relearn all these mm. new exercises, you know? And, and, but yet, rather than dreading that, I'm like, wow, that's going to be so cool that I get to like learn that one for my child. But also I'm like, man, I can now relate to moms or pregnant women a little bit better, you know? Um, and even in certain seasons back home, I was just telling someone how, uh, our, you know, me and my husband both worked at our gym. We CrossFit was a huge part of our life. We worked out a lot, but now in this new season, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I get to work out a couple times a week, a few times a week. It's yeah. just so different, but having to see like that was good then, but this is what's good now. It has been a real learning curve for me even, mm-hmm. um, and us both. So have that. grace and change our mindset around it. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit then, you know, talking about mindset, I know that's one of your core four. Tell us about your mm-hmm. book. It's coming out July 30th. So by the time this is aired, it should be out. Tell us some more about it. Yeah. I am really interested in helping women find a sustainable way of approaching these four areas of mm. Mm-hmm. their of their lives and again uh i think you know when we look at what's important in holistic health how do we consider somebody's well-being from multiple different facets these are not the be, be all and all four there mm-hmm. are many others many. yes many others but i think the things that can really impact how people feel on a on a daily basis are kind of in, in these four areas so it would be eat nourishing foods move with intention recharge your energy and empower your mind mm-hmm. and this framework you know when i considered my own journey and what i've been through and i still like i said i still these are still things that i i do and and i continue to consider and reflect on and it's just not again i haven't just yeah. arrived and it's like so I get to just go live my life. I mean, this stuff continues to, to come up, but when I consider moving from a place of such, you know, not feeling great in my body, having such a negative mindset um, and negative body image and not being accepting of myself, when I considered that process and, and the things that went into it, I really arrived at these four different things. And so in 2015, I put them into a program that mm-hmm. still lives on my website and people can do uh, as kind of a, a group experience. Um, and I'm in there and I coach and all these things, but I, I put that together four years ago and it's, it itself has continued to change and evolve. However, it, the, the core of it remains the same. I mean, initially, and this is a perfect example of how I've learned and changed things over time. It was sort of like get leaner, stronger, and more resilient. And since then I have removed that term leaner because I don't 
again, I think that's a promise I can't make to people. Mm-hmm. Not And not only that, but it's not always something that people need, mm-hmm. nor is it appropriate for some people. So um, I've removed that. And, and I, you know, I continue over time to, to tweak things here and there and make sure that the messaging that I'm putting forward is what's really reflective of, you know, what, what I know to be hopefully the most helpful and least harmful <laughs> to, to people overall. But that became the core for over time over the last four years. So decided to really, I, I really want to get this into more women's hands because it's so important. And the first sentence of the book is really the essence of what this is, is that, you know, what's the legacy? Like, why, who cares? Like, so we just go have a better life and like, we just get to live in our bubble. And I think when I, I consider what are we trying to achieve here, it is building a world where little girls grow up to be women who know their worth, take up space, um, know how amazing and strong and powerful they are without this overwhelming pressure of, you know, like extreme dieting and the scale as, as determining how worthy we are and using exercise as punishment. And in order for that to happen, you know, there is healing for mm-hmm. us that needs to take place. Like if we're going to raise this next generation and improve the, the world in this way, such that maybe the next generation doesn't have to deal with as all the things that we, we have. I mean, maybe it's a bit idealistic, but I think if we're going to make any dent in that, we need to start with us mm-hmm. and we need to do it together. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to get this information into women's hands as a way to say, Let, let's, let's take this journey together mm-hmm. because if we want to make the world a bit of a better place, mm-hmm. we've got to start with ourselves. Yeah, And so that's really what, uh, what the mission of the book is. And it, and, you know, on a practical, pragmatic level, I talk about nutrition I talk about strength training versus hit. I talk about, you know, sleep and what we're going to do for our stress and how to work during the day in a way that doesn't drain us. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that we can c- consider for our perspectives and mindsets and points of view and our values and our habits. And it, and that's really the pragmatic part of the practical mm-hmm. part of the book. And there is a 30 day, you know, Hey, dip in and out of this experience and try this, try this thing out. Don't just read about it, but really mm-hmm. try it out. Take action on this thing in your life. And maybe this is a tool that you then put in that toolbox and you can come back to mm-hmm. now Maybe it's a tool you come back to in two years. Maybe it's something that doesn't ever work for you, but at least you've had that experience. So the challenge is really, can we, can we put some of this stuff into practice? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the practical part. But again, the message is, how have we been you know, shrinking ourselves, pulling back because we're, we've been told that we should just, um, you know, go with the flow and not be seen or, you know, our bodies are wrong or we, um, we need to be filled with empowerment. And I think that that's, I think that's so tricky. And, and so how can we start to use these four things to inform having more acceptance for ourselves and realizing that we are innately powerful. We don't need to be filled with, empowerment. Sometimes that means we have to 
if someone can hold space for us to, to go through this process and, and we have someone who believes in us, we feel safe around them or we feel safe in this space. Sometimes that's really necessary to, mm-hmm. to take these steps because some of these, these concepts can be challenging and new, but ultimately the own your power piece isn't, you know, I'm going to fill you with power. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just going to, you have to wait around to receive it. It's realizing that it's been there all the time. Yeah. You pr- for very valid reasons, may not be aware or in touch with it, or you've stopped listening to that sense or whatever that means for you. And, and that happens quite a lot, but realizing that it's, it's there. And mm-hmm. can you structure these things to start peeking into that and, and getting a, l- a little bit clearer? So that's really the intention of the book is that women start to realize how amazing they are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and give them the tools to feel better in their bodies so that they can start really experiencing mm-hmm. who they yeah. are and, and how incredible they are. Mm. I'm so ready for the book. I'm just waiting for it to come. I ordered it to go. Just so ready. Because it just seems so similar. I'm like, man, I don't even know if I want to write mine anymore. It feels like this is the book that I'm <laughs> obviously I think, you know, everyone has a different story. So Yes, yes, it. it's so, so important. Yeah, I just think I resonate so much. It's just like the obviously you you know so much, so many, you know, details and um things that you know, the practical stuff of around that nutrition exercise. You have so many like credentials and stuff, right? Because you love to learn about it. But I think your heart is not just to say, Hey, look at this cool thing. It's like I really want you as a woman to know that you've always had this power, that you're worth so much more. So let's just together start treating our body as if that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, here's some tools to get there. But, you know, it starts in your mind and really coming to that place like where you're wanting to honor your body and honor yourself versus just kind of dealing with your body or getting by in your body. I, I try to tell people like, even some clients, I say, do you know I love your body? I love your body a lot. It's like, do you love it? I, I just love that the way that our human body has been designed and it's such an amazing thing outwardly and inwardly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've just been taught, especially women to be afraid of our bodies or not even embrace the space that it carries um, for fear of, mm-hmm. for sometimes really good reasons, as you're saying, but um, it's just such a travesty to me uh, and such an injustice. So, yeah. Well, I mean, so many women have been taught that their bodies are wrong. Mm-hmm. They've experienced trauma with regard to their bodies. Right. They are in bodies that are systemically marginalized for whatever reason. Um, you know, when you look at who, you know, look at just Google healthy woman and you'll see like, what is the dominant image of what a healthy mm-hmm. woman looks like? Someone thin, white, able-bodied, young, I mean, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, right? There's this very, so like, are we expanding what that is? Are we acknowledging the fact that people in bodies different to ours mm-hmm. may not be coming from the same place? That, yeah. That they may have extra challenges simply because they show up in the world. Are we, are we having those, are we even willing to have those conversations or just acknowledge mm-hmm. that our experience in the world could be quite different mm-hmm. from someone else's. And I think that again, that willing, not even necessarily like, okay, well I agree with, or I, I know what it's like to be in that experience. Cause we can't mm-hmm. always know, but 
are we willing to say, hey, you know what? There's there's probably way more to this than mm-hmm. I I know from my own experience and looking out into the world. Like, oh, okay, this I could see where this would be hard, mm-hmm. or this could be harder for someone else mm-hmm. compared to me. Or you know, and I think that that again, that willingness to believe people to to listen to their stories, to understand their perspectives, or at least consider mm-hmm. their perspectives as valid, uh, yeah. is is not you know, on social media and, and just the online space is not always something that people do. We just end up wanting to argue with each other and um, be dismissive of each other. And I don't think that that's helpful. So yeah, where can we, um, where can we learn to, to talk about those issues that are, again, they're messy, they're not straightforward, mm-hmm. but I think if collectively, I think if we want to heal ourselves, uh, we want to come to a place of more ease, more acceptance, then that stuff uh, often has to be dealt with. And by the way, sometimes you can't do it yourself. Like you, yeah. you do need someone to help you, whether that's a, a coach or a therapist or counselor or mm-hmm. a, a physician, a medical professional, like you can't all, I mean, if you're feeling like you can't do this alone and you've been trying, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think for me, when I when I realize even now, like there are some things that I realize, like I just don't know, and wh- why am I going to try and figure it out on my own anymore? I'm just going to ask. I'm going to research, especially um, you know, especially things about like us, particularly in our female body, our fertility, our you know, all these things that are unique to a woman and her health. I'm like, I don't know, and I've never been taught. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go actually, whether it's reading books or really talking to someone and ask them to teach me because I don't know. And I want to know. And so I love that. I love that, you know, seeking help is totally okay. Vulnerability in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us, you know, where can people find your book? I'll be sure to link it in here too, but is it kind of Barnes and Noble, Amazon? Yeah, they can find the book really anywhere online books mm-hmm. are sold okay. and in many bookstores. I mm-hmm. hope that they'll find it on their shelves yeah. if they love to, you know, there's somebody like me who loves to go and just, be a book nerd and, um, and look around the stacks there. So I'm sure you'll find it in local okay. bookstores as well. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. I'm so excited. I'll make sure to link it in here too. So perfect. So as we wrap up, I would love, I mean, you've given so much encouragement throughout the whole, whole thing, but mm-hmm. is there, you know, say if someone's listening, they've really resonated with your story, just what piece of encouragement do you really want to give them? Mm-hmm. I think it's really tempting to think that you have to do it all. Hmm that you have to have a perfect handle on all these things, that you have to have all the nice to haves to make a difference. And what I would just encourage anyone listening to do is today, like right now, as soon as this show is over, get up and do some, do one small thing, Mm -hmm. do one small thing. And that really starting where you're at and building on small things is where we find our feet is where we really find our proficiency. So what today right now can you do that is something positive for yourself, whether that's like you stand up and you do 10 body weight squats or you go and get a, an apple from the, the kitchen and you're going to eat something or you take five minutes away from your computer and just do some deep breathing or uh, you know, there's so many things that you could do. And I think doing something really walk, go out and walk to the end of the block. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of saying, I need to go run three miles today. Can you just, can you walk to the end of the block? Mm-hmm. I bet you will. 
And I bet not only that, you'll say, well, that felt, that felt really easy. I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we set the bar so very high and it just is, it seems insurmountable. And yes, I think sometimes we need a challenge, but I also know that when people are feeling really stuck and like the, um, the friction of getting moving is just so great to, to take those very tiny, small steps and mm-hmm. to build off that proficiency, that that's totally fine. You don't need to change everything today. Mm-hmm. It's probably for you and me. And that most of the people I've ever worked with do far better at gradual, slow mm-hmm. change that yeah. then sticks rather than, you know, changing everything all at one time. So yeah, have, have grace for yourself where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. You may not love the position you're in. You may not love how you're feeling. You may not love how your body looks, but what can you do right now to have respect for that mm-hmm. and, and honor where you're at? And I think that's super important. Yeah. So good. So good. So helpful for me to remember that today, even though I tell, you know, it's so easy <laughs> to tell everyone else that. And then you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be the one that does it all. Yeah. <laughs> so just remember that sure. small step at a time. So thank you so much. Just tell us then um, where can people find you? If you want to find you on social media, your website, follow what you do there. Yeah. I do can be found on stephgodrow.com, which is my website. And then I spend on social media. I probably spend most time either on Instagram, mm-hmm. so that's Steph underscore Godro, or in the Harder to Kill Club, which is my Facebook group. Anybody yeah. can join, and um, and that's a really cool community. So one of those two places, but I'm everywhere. I have a podcast called yeah. Harder to Kill Radio. That's on you know, anywhere you can get podcasts, and so I'm, I'm in a bunch of different places, but yeah. it just kind of depends on what you really like to, to do in terms of yeah. consuming information. Yeah, yeah. It's also hard. People, are like, you're all over, and I'm like, just choose one. Just choose. Yeah, one. yeah <laughs> don't get overwhelmed. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll be make sure to link all those links in here too. So thank you so much Great. for everything you've shared on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Healthy Body Podcast. I'm so honored to be with you each time you listen. All right, a couple things before you go. Please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. The more people that do that, the more feedback I get, but the more people that can see this podcast. So wherever you're listening to it, subscribe to it there. Second thing is, if you would like to call in and leave a voice message in the form of a question or even your review, feel free to do that through the Anchor app. Just go to my podcast after you download the Anchor app from your app store, go to where it says voice message and you can leave it there. Third thing is, if you would like to uh, support this podcast and its ongoing, uh, you know, podcast episodes and the guest episodes, well, feel free to do that. There are now, there's now an option through the Anchor app that you can do that. You just go to Anchor and click listener support and there's three different levels that you can support the ongoing work of this podcast. And fourth thing is, stay tuned briefly, as I mentioned again, the sponsor of this podcast. Without sponsorships, both sponsors that I do as well as other people do, this podcast would not be possible. All right, tune in for the sponsor and I'll see you on the next episode. 
Just a reminder for you, this podcast episode is sponsored by my six-week Whole30 Made Easy program. The Whole30 program is an elimination diet where you eliminate certain foods for a time and then add them back in to see how they impact your bio-individual body. Everyone that's done the Whole30, even myself, has seen dramatic results in the way our body looks, feels, and operates. And so my six-week program is designed to help you prepare for the Whole30, do it well, and finish well. But also, we also look at the other areas of a healthy body during the six weeks. Nutrition, exercise, stress management, sleep, digestion, toxic load, and mindset and habits. So there's a group option and a one-on-one option with limited spots that I'm running uh, for the month of September 2019. So if you're interested, go to madewell345.com slash whole30madeeasy, madewell345.com slash whole3030, made easy, and you'll get all the details there. I hope to see you in the program, and if you please let me know if you have any questions at all. All right, that's it. See you on the next episode.